Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planetverse. With me as always is my friend, colleague, and eternal life partner when it comes to podcasting, Steve Morton. Hello, Steve. Hello. How are you today? Oh, not so bad, not so bad. Can't complain. It's nice to see you on the opposite side of the pond all the way from Las Vegas. It's amazing how I can hit a button and boom, there you are. Whoosh. (laughs) (laughs) Today's topic, uh, though Steve and I discussed this prior to the recording, has a theme that I'm, I'm going to be calling resetting your emotional thermostat. And uh, Steve and I discussed this a little prior, and we came to the conclusion that we were both saying the same thing, except we were talking about it from two different viewpoints. Kind of like, I don't want to start off with bad news, but it's kind of like seeing a car accident from two different angles, right? Everybody sees something else. <laughs> so, or a bank robbery. A bank robbery. There you go. That's even better. <laughs> Who was the guy in the <laughs> with the <laughs> balaclava? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but everybody sees something different, and and one of the biggest, not concerns, but issues that both of us are dealing with, and we thought perhaps the Planetverse was dealing with this as well, is the fact that we've gone on to multiple lockdowns at this point. COVID is something that's going to be hanging out with us for a few months, uh, at least quite a few more months. And in the process, I'm finding that people's emotional thermostat is either raging or there's a lot of sadness and depression coming around. And one of the things that I thought would be helpful is if we had a podcast episode on how to reset that, how to get to a point where you find yourself in a position that is enjoyable and happy and allows you to be in that creative state that you once were prior to all of this international pandemic nonsense happening. And you may not be able to qualify everything the way that you did prior to the pandemic, but with the tips that we have today for you, perhaps you'll be able to take a few of those and incorporate them into your daily life and see if you can, in fact, reset your emotional thermostat so that you're not raging hot or cold and you can actually find some peace and some happiness in the daily flow of life. How's that, Steve? Does that does that sound right to you? Sounds good to me. Yeah. We're sort of going from sort of peaks to troughs. Indeed. Constantly, aren't we? Indeed. And even small sort of um, things that we, we do to get us through the day or to complete a job seem like sort of, oh, that's a monumental win for, for, for once. But, you know, for every one win, there may be several losses, unfortunately, in terms of you try and do something and it doesn't work out or you you plan to do something and it didn't work out for one reason or another. Right. And we just can't get sort of back to sort of consistency, you know, plan something, do it, plan the next thing, do that, plan the next thing, etc. There's things out of people's own control that's that's the 
um, crux of the matter, isn't it? In, well, really, if we case. think about it, we're, we're flying through space at unfathomable speeds on a planet that's orbiting a star that's about to explode. It has fusion reactions, fission reactions all the time. And we say that we have things under control, but we really don't. And I think all this pandemic has done is shown us, in fact, how little control we have over most things. But it, on, on the opposite end of that spectrum, it has also shown us what we can control. And because we haven't been paying attention to the things that we can control, we've taken them for granted, or there are things that we really didn't pay that much attention to, suddenly we feel as if everything else is out of control as well. And I think that the two articles that we picked for today are a really great jumping off point to see where you can start to start creating a new sense of control that you can actually have control over, right? So it's the control aspect that you think, well, I wake up in the morning, the sun rises, I go to the markets, I do whatever it is that you do. And then maybe it's just different tomorrow because of the pandemic. You wake up tomorrow and you can't go to the markets or you can't do all the things that you normally did, but you can have other things that you normally do now. It's about creating new routines. It's about creating new habits. I really love before we almost uh, hit record button, Steve showed me his uh, to-do list that he had crossed off. He was proudly waving it around like a flag going, look at look what I've done. I got, I got everything crossed off my list. And I, I love that because it is, in fact, the little things of being able to set small goals. And I think that was your point, Steve. I'm kind of stealing your point mm-hmm. here, but I'll let you talk into it, is setting small goals for yourself and then, and then accomplishing them, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the fact is is we're sort of dealing with the new norm in a way, aren't we? Of we're trying to get into that new routine, new sort of weekly routine, daily routine, which then allows us to to sort of get through each day, um, in whatever fashion it is. You know, people are working each day are having to adapt to different methods of working um, children aren't going to school in in some areas that all that if they are um, they have new sort of restrictions applied to them it's what they can do at school and and all this sort of thing and and then businesses some are allowed to open some aren't allowed to open or if they are open they're restricted in how they serve customers and stuff like that you know in terms of shops so there's a whole lot of things that are just so different at the moment that um achieving anything that's sort of sort of ahead of the to get ahead of this thing and discover discover um what the problems might be um are sort of it's just one of them things really and I, I sort of you know th- that list I showed you I can't remember when I created it it must be about six months ago <laughs> so you know it's just you know things are just taking longer things are taking longer and there's there's reality that we can come to terms with which is we can still control what we do from the moment that we wake up to the moment we go back to sleep 
We are still in absolute control of how we feel about that. And this is the point I wanted to discuss with everyone out in the planetverse. If you notice your emotions are taking a downturn and you're being guided by them, most of the outcomes that happen during the day when your emotions have taken a downturn are as a result of your emotions taking a downturn. So the thing that we can do is reset those emotional guidelines or posts that we can, at least milestones that we can uh, tune into and say, well, what are some actual steps that we can take, even using our planners, that allow us to reset those emotional guideposts? And one of the things I love off of um, Camille Stiles' article was taking care of yourself. And people say, oh yeah, they roll their eyes and they say, yeah, yeah, we know that. Well, what does it actually mean to take care of yourself? And I've narrowed it down to three basic functions, right? Drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, and eating the right foods. If you want to add a fourth one, is probably taking some exercise so that you're not sat there completely looking like a fool. But those are the top four, I would say, that impact emotional well-being and if you can't do all four at the same time or in the same hour of waking up or a couple of hours after waking up you can spread them out throughout your day we're finding ourselves at home a lot these days so one of the things that we can do is pace out the amount of time you take in taking care of yourself so one of the things that worked for me when i was overseas working a lot was i would break out my day into half hour increments and I would try and accomplish things in half hour segments so that I knew it would take X number of half hour segments to complete something totally and that way I wouldn't be concerned about well how long is this thing going to take or how many more hours do I have to wait until this happens I can just pace out my day based on those increments and I really like the idea of taking care of yourself because people say they do but they don't Right. So, well, what does it mean to take care of yourself? Are you actually making a list of these things? And I like the fact that, you know, we have lists in our planners for everything. We have grocery lists. We have lists of books we're going to read, a list of music we're going to lead, uh, listen to, which, by the way, is another great thing you can do for your emotional well-being. But do we have a list of things that will help you get out of the funk? Is there hmm. something that you can, like a routine that you can write down protocols, an algorithm, something that says, well, when I'm in funk, step one is to not open social media. Step two is to go for a walk. Step three is to have enough water while I'm doing that, right? So there's maybe, I don't know what that is for you, but I have my own list that I've been working on and maybe I'll share that with the Plannerverse after this recording. But I really find the best way to use your planner at this point is to write down all the things that are working because my goodness, there are so many people on this planet that things are not working for them right now. Things have gone really bad around the world. And if you're waking up with breath in your lungs and food in your fridge and a ceiling over your a roof over your, your body and clothes in your closet, then things are there for you. I've actually started taking to writing down small tasks to do, actually writing them into the planner, which I normally wouldn't have bothered doing in the past. I might have just sort of thought about doing something and just kind of done it. Whereas what I do now is I write down all the little small insignificant things, I suppose, in a way 
that maybe I, I want to do it today or tomorrow or, or whenever, sometime this week maybe. And then I sort of get more of a sense of achievement then, actually, actually sort of ticking these little things off. They might not only might take only five minutes or something to do, or I suddenly I suddenly come across something that I knew need to finish off, um, a bracket or something like that on the bit of furniture that I've been building, and you know it's it's amazing how um, satisfying it can be to sort of just write oh I've done that now right tick that off, and you get sort of you get sort of through the day so much better that. I think, right, well, what else have, have I forgotten to do that I should have written down? Well, it also helps you track your day in a way, doesn't it? Yeah. So not only are you are you putting down a list of things that you ought to be doing that you want to get accomplished, mm. but it's also documenting your day for you as you go through it so that you can look back on it and see what what was accomplished and under what circumstances. Because if you are feeling a bit better the following day or that afternoon, then you can get more accomplished. And I think that's a wonderful way of putting it, Steve, because it's so um, non-abrasive, right? You just tell yourself, well, I'm just gonna look around and see what are the top five things I can get done this afternoon and and then start ticking away at them. It, it really, you have to be committed to wanting to make yourself feel better. If you're not feeling better and you want to be grumpy, then nothing's going to help you. But if you want to reset your emotional thermometer, one of the best pieces of advice I can give you is stop getting on social media. Get away from social media. Not difficult at the moment with this dreaded new Facebook layout, which I absolutely detest. Oh, I haven't <laughs> I seen the new one. They haven't rolled that I out for us I can't find yet. anything on it at times. It just drives me nuts. They keep moving things around. It's like it's like a house where the furniture keeps moving. I don't know yeah. where the couch is anymore. Yeah. And uh, I opened Instagram the other day, and they've yeah. moved all the things around on that. And you think, oh, hold yeah. on, have I got my phone upside down? I saw that. <laughs> I tried to... I, I tried to put in a new post on Instagram and I ended up hitting a video button. And yeah, where's the button gone? Oh, right, at least right. they've moved it up there. Oh, right. Right, right. Why? Why do they need to do that? <laughs> <laughs> sort of a, a real Victor Meldrew moment. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of the other, uh, there were a few points actually. We're going to link the articles for you when we're done recording the podcast. Um, But besides taking care of yourself, one of the other things that kind of stuck out for me was directing your focus to others. And I really, really like this because there's a lot of people that need help right now in the world. If you find yourself being grumpy or unhappy about your current situation for whatever that may be, I guarantee you there's somebody that's doing a lot worse off than you are. And one of the things that you can do is get involved in organizations, even virtually, that will allow you to contribute your time and efforts and expertise into making someone else's life better, even for 10 minutes. And I think once you're done speaking to someone for 10 minutes, even if it's a family member, a friend, somebody that you really want to focus on them instead of poor me, uh, then you will find that your mood has suddenly changed as well. And really, emotions are the ones driving our results. I've, I've come to that conclusion. I see it all the time. 
if you're feeling good about things, there's good things coming your way. If you're feeling bad about things, there's bad things coming your way. It really is the gauge that sets the tone for how things are going to be working out for you. So I really recommend that you take a look at whatever emotional state you're feeling and see if you can reset that for your own well-being and for others that live with you in the same house. I find that if, if you do go onto social media for, for whatever reason, one of the little um, things that I've been doing, I think I think I might mention this in a previous recording, is look at your sort of messages list from, say, the last year or so, and look down that list of people's names and see who haven't you made contact with for in the last, say, six months, Drop them a little line. Just say, how are you? You know, or just keep it simple, really. And just sort of reconnect with someone. And you know, it's surprising how sort of well that can be received sort of thing. You know, you, you haven't forgotten about them. Um, it's just that, you know, with so many other things going on, you may not have um, had a chance to sort of contact them for quite a few weeks or longer than you thought sort of thing yeah I, I, I love it because that allows you to remain in contact with people one of the worst things that you can do during these times is isolate and self-isolation is part of the incremental whirlwind downward, downward spiral of not being able to maintain an emotional balance and well-being psychological well-being I can't speak to everyone's um, psychological states. I can only speak to mine. And I can tell you that when I'm not connected with people, it makes it very difficult for me to try and figure out what I'm doing next in my life. We are social beings, even though some people may not like to people. I don't like to people regularly, but that doesn't mean that I have to be out of contact with them. Yeah, I've been sort of hoping to sort of try and sort of maintain reasonable sort of contact with as many people as possible um but it's not easy to be able to do that i must admit but you can make do make your best efforts to uh sort of keep sort of things buoyant as it were yeah buoyant is the thing i love that phrase because this is exactly what we're doing we're not trying to rule the world in one day we're just trying to rule the day you know, everybody tries to fix all of their problems in one day. And look, the holidays are coming up. A lot of us don't know if we're going to be able to be with one another during the holidays. We don't know what the next week may bring. But I love, for example, Steve has been on this mission. If you don't mind me sharing this, Steve. Uh, Steve has been on this mission of re-inventorying sort of his household goods and they've been shifting furniture around and doing all sorts of things and every week I get a little update from him going this is one last cupboard that I'm never gonna have to deal with ever again it's it's almost empty now it's almost clear there are so many ongoing things that you could do to set your house right right now this is the perfect opportunities to set your house right and uh, whether it's going through clothes whether it's being able to figure out a new game plan when it comes to your nutrition, whether it's figuring out what you're going to be doing for your exercise routine, all of these things come with the ability for you to be in a creative state. And if you want to be in a creative state, your emotional well-being has to be at the top of that priority list. You can't experience or have good ideas and creative thoughts if you're sat there wondering if the world is going to end tomorrow. 
And so I'm, I'm highly recommending that everybody get off social media, you know, go write in your journal. I love the gratitude thing. That's another thing that you can do, use your journal for, right? Be able to write down a few things that you're grateful for in the morning to start your day off. Instead of checking social media, get your pen and paper out and write down what are the top five things you're grateful for and then see if they match up with the evening list. See if there's anything else that came up during the day that you're also grateful for because they may have shifted. And for example, Steve's suggestion of being able to reach out to people that you haven't reached out to in a while. Yeah, that requires you going on social media or picking up the phone, but it doesn't have to be this ongoing hours and hours at a time of mindless scrolling, which is, I think this is what we're talking about. The social media is not the enemy. It actually can be a good tool, but we want to avoid mindless scrolling, which is what gets us in a, in a downward funk. Yeah, you suddenly find yourself being, your attention sort of being diverted here, there and everywhere. And you sort of lose track of time so quickly. And before you know where you are, you've been spent, you've spent sort of half an hour, 45 minutes on just stuff that is not really significant, really. It doesn't um, help you with your day or help you get through the day or anything. Whereas if you spent that same amount of time I don't know, writing down your thoughts, planning your next sort of day or week or whatever, um, sorting through your clothes, for instance. I, I've been amazed sort of how, you know, by having to move all my clothes from one bedroom to another, it's amazing how much stuff that I didn't realise I had, even though it was reasonably well organised before. It's um, out of sight, out of mind is... <laughs> The story of this thing. Well, that's the thing. I find that whenever, I mean, I, I, I get into funks all the time. And yeah. one of my excuses for staying in the funk is, well, I've been in a funk for so long, I really don't see myself getting out. So I'm just going to allow myself a few more days of having a pity party to, to stay in this mm. area of life. And if you look back, if I look back on it, I can't see anything that was helpful during the time that I stayed in the funk. There was really nothing that I was able to accomplish that allowed me to move my plans forward and what I want to accomplish in my life. So you're, you're cheating time away from yourself and you're cheating yourself from being able to give to other people. So the quicker you can get yourself out of this, the quicker you'll be back on track and at least feeling better. Even if you're not accomplishing all the things that you think you could, at least you're doing some of the things that you wanted to do. I love the idea of taking an inventory, for example, of your house. That's been an ongoing project for me. And just to know how many plates do I own? How many spoons do I own? How many, right? How many of whatever do I own? And then being able to take that list at the end of the year and say, well, maybe there are some things I can give away to others that are less fortunate. Maybe there are some things that I could sell to others that would be interested and make a small profit and have, instead of having something collect dust at home. There's, there's been an awful lot of, I didn't realize we still had that. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Did you find boxes that were unopened? A cup and you think, oh, that's what's in there. <laughs> we never knew what was in there. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. I actually get quite a bit of enjoyment at the moment out of thinking of one thing I'm going to do, maybe tomorrow or whenever, but don't do it straight away. Right. The sort of 
hang back a little bit and think, right, I'm going to tackle that really well and truly tomorrow, <laughs> and then get a lot of enjoyment out of doing it, no matter how silly or small it might be. You're amping yourself uh, up for it, right? Like a, yeah. like a game day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of uh, silly mind tricks that you can do, but the idea is that you want to go to bed feeling better than you did when you woke up. That's the goal. And it's, we used to have other ways of achieving that. We had a sense of consistency, as Steve said in the beginning of this episode, that we need to recreate. That consistency needs to be recreated now in different routines that we set up. And it's up to us. No one's going to come and hold your hand and say, hey, things have been going awry and we need to figure out a new way of doing things. This is up to you. And I really urge everybody up in the planetverse out there to grab your journals, grab your gratitude, grab your hearts and see if you can come up with something that makes you feel better every night than the way that you woke up that morning. The only comparison I think you should have for the day is yourself. Don't compare to what people are, especially Instagram. My goodness, that's horrible. People have this perfect world that they think they're posting on Instagram and it's, it's not perfect. And if it is, then it's a joke. Somebody's selling you something. If, if, it, if mm. you see something perfect, then you have to wonder what it is they're selling. Um, so I, that, that would be my biggest advice is to make sure that whether your emotions are bad, you're going to get a result. And whether your emotions are good, you're going to get a result. It's up to you which emotion you pick. It's that simple. And if you're having a hard time finding a good space, think about things that you're grateful for. Start there. Start with the gratitude list and focus on that. You can sort of um, concentrate on real life and, you know, your own life, as it were, not trying to mimic someone else's. Right, right. There's no need to mimic someone else's. Your life is Mm. enough. Mm. I um, start to sort of gather things together now in a far more sort of logical sort of sense about what I'm going to be doing each day and it sort of takes me through the day in a much more orderly fashion because there is you know I'm fairly limited as to what you can do sort of you sort of working around the sort of restrictions in a way right but it's been going on so long now that I think okay well if that's the way it's going to be then we will um you know, we won't worry so much about it sort of thing. It's good to be able to have a laugh too. Steve has this uncanny ability of, of saying the worst jokes ever, and I love them. Usually he hits me with Monday morning jokes, and I look forward to them. Um, Steve has a plethora of what I call dad jokes in his pocket, and he likes to pull them out at the, at the most appropriate moments. <laughs> uh, find yourself a friend, find yourself a partner, accountability partner that you can have a conversation with about where your emotional state is for the day. All we're asking people to do is to try and get themselves out of a funk. Look, we're all of, everybody says we're in this together. What does that mean? That means that we're actually responsible for one another's well-being and to check in on one another and make sure that your friends are still there. I think that's the most, that's the least we could do for right now. The most we can do is other things, but you have to be able to look after yourself and find yourself in a position so that you can then go help others. Look out for each other. Yeah, that's That's all we've got. That's the key. 
So shall we draw to a close at this point? I think so. Ask the usual thing of where can we find you on the interwebs? Uh, this week on the interwebs, you're not going to find me a lot. I've been off of Facebook quite a bit, and I've just been here and there on Instagram at Kareen Tovmasian and Wordology Productions and Throat Punch Resumes and Planarology. But um, you will find me in Las Vegas wandering the northern Sheep Mountain neighborhoods taking a hike there. Where can we find you, Steve? You'll find me in the usual place of filofaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and Mr. Filofaxi on Instagram. And don't forget, folks, if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. Take care.